Hey, what's up, guys? I am on the road right now, driving to Granville, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, that area. And um, I'm going to be out here for about two, three days, training for my uh, job at LifeTouch. This is the first time I've actually said the company, the name of the company, on the podcast. And I guess I'll get into that in a second here. But I'm I'm just driving. It's a long drive. It's like a three-hour drive, and you can go nuts if you're not keeping yourself entertained. And I need to make sure I get there in a timely fashion and um, in one piece. So I got to keep my mind alert. The trucks are passing me. I hate this. But um, I just watched, well, not watch because I'm driving. I listened to a video by DSLR Shooter. And I sent it to a friend. I'm going to send it to a couple of other friends about how it was one of those like, hey, it's been a great run, but I think I need to take a break kind of videos. And I've been seeing a lot of that, especially in the photography world. Um, So for those of you who know or for those of you who don't know, my wife and I have been photographers for about six years. And now I am blessed enough to work as a photographer uh, with LifeTouch in the school system. But then also um, I work on the off seasons with a different company. And so, and that's also a photography company. And so both of my jobs are photography jobs and I love it. I love the fact that I'm able to sustain myself and pay for my living and expenses and everything as a photographer because this is what I set out to do when I first picked up a camera six years ago. Uh, I've always had some video experience and things like that, but I never, I never really set out as a photographer or even started referring to myself as a photographer until recently, you know, that six year, five, six years ago. And I just picked up all my equipment for this training session. And I was thinking to myself, man, it feels good to get all this crap loaded up in my car again. Because I'm actually doing something. I'm not sitting around looking at other people do stuff and saying, man, I wish I could be that. I wish I could do what that guy's doing. No, I'm actually, you know, I went up to the warehouse. I got all my gear loaded it up in the car and we're going to go do another training session and that will no doubtedly influence my career as a photographer in the future even though my wife and I have kind of shut down our business and we're not really doing it as a home business right now that's okay I still get to do what I love Uh, there's a big part of me that felt really guilty about that for a while felt really guilty about not succeeding as a photographer because you know you just feel like you have to succeed at everything and and you can't you can't succeed at everything and a lot of businesses fail I think the majority or the plurality of businesses fail you know within the first year so I never got I was never able to work full-time as a photographer until this year and now we're entering the second year and I'm like this is really cool Uh, Coming out of the holiday season, the whole, like, unemployment thing 
was a mess, still is a mess. Um, so, like, they came out of New Year's, and I'm still waiting to get, like, W-2s and get information from company, and I finally called my other manager, and she got me the information I needed, and I got all this stuff filled out and sent in, and this was, like, a week and a half into the retirement season, the vacation, and turns out I was filing in the wrong state, because I work in Missouri, but I live in Arkansas, so I had to file in Arkansas. Well, I get all this stuff wrapped up, and now I'm locked out of my website. And every time I call the company, they say, we are experiencing a high volume of calls. Please try again later. And it hangs up. Somebody said that they have some new rules or new procedures they're following. Or I don't know what the deal is, but all this bureaucrat bureaucracy is um, has been really stressful. And I've been very grateful to the friends and family who have helped us out in these last three weeks. Um, I tried to make a video about it. I tried to, to do a different podcast about it. And I just, they were bad. They weren't very good. And so I felt bad for not uploading, but at the same time, I was more stressed about all the other stuff that was going on. Uh, I think in my last podcast, I told you guys about the car. Finally was able to get that fixed. Um, but it was a lot and I'm just grateful to have people that have been looking out for us. Uh, we had one friend send us some gift cards so we were able to get groceries and that the kids don't have to suffer because of what's going on with me and unemployment. Uh, we were able to get the car fixed. Uh, I didn't want, I, I, I sold some firearms. I didn't want to have to do that. But I was glad and grateful that we had the firearms to sell. And it got us to a, to a point that we were able to get the car fixed. And Still plugging along. Still chugging along, man. <coughs> but all I have to say is that it was as stressful as it was. I think it was good for me to get a dose of life again. I mean, I get wrapped up in my goals. And I get juiced up on the, on the cool things that I want to do with my life. And I forget about, like, the struggle of making ends meet and stuff like that. I haven't really dealt with that this year. It was a good reminder. And so we're back on the grind. And I'm grateful to be working again. And I love that I get to travel for my job. And that I get to, you know, go to different places. And there's some hassle about some of the things. But... You know, when you come out of a pit like this, it really puts all that hassle behind you. And so it's like anything that I would count as a hassle, I look at it right now and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm grateful to be working. And I'm grateful to be working at a job that I shower to go to versus I have to shower when I get home from, if you know what I mean. I shower so that I smell nice when I go to work, for work, not... I have to come home and shower because I got dirty at work. Like, I'm glad to be in that position, especially, you know, getting older and, and back issues and stuff like it, it's. It can be a lot. So I am looking forward to boosting and revving up my creativity and being able to work as a photographer and all that stuff. Um, with all that aside, I also spent a good three or four days on fiverr.com 
if you don't know what Fiverr is, it's this website where creators and businesses and services can make a make a gig. It's like a gig economy, and say, I will do this service for this many dollars on this scale. And and now they've recently changed it, so you have the basic plan, the standard plan, and the premium plan, and you can post your services and so I found a lot of comic book artists and manga artists and webtoon artists and I started pulling together a list and I I found a lot of them that I set first of all you have to set a limit you know and I decided you know I'm gonna try to keep it under x amount of dollars because when you're paying for comic book creation you're paying by the page and so you have to look at this many dollars for this for this many pages or you know this many dollars per page obviously i'm going to have to work in like a serial format because I, I don't have unlimited funds to dump into this but i found some artists and i said this is what i can afford so i found those artists that fit within the parameters of what i can afford and that as as uh, tedious as it was it was endlessly less stressful than doing it the other way which is going on Facebook forums and Twitter and being like hey guys I'm need a comic book artist and then being hit up by umpteen thousand Africans that are just like hey hi hey how are you hey and you're like can we just get to the scam so I can get on with my life and it'll just like there's a guy right now in my messages hey dot hey it's like every few hours because they know that I'm looking for an artist so here's what happened there was a guy named Noah Weber and I don't mind putting his name out there because the guy's a piece of trash Noah Weber I talked with him online about doing some of the pages for the work and I was going to work with him and uh, Timothy Himes who I ended up working with originally or after after this so once Timothy was on board we were just waiting on Noah and they all got the same information about what I wanted and how I wanted character creation to go. And we were, I was going to compare their work and try to merge the two. And I had this whole process in mind. And Noah screwed me out of the first piece of artwork. I sent him, what was it, like $30? And I felt like $30 was a good gamble. And the guy took my money and never sent me anything and just ghosted me. And every time I see him on the Facebook forums, I'm like, this guy's, you know this guy ghosted me and never sit, you know, he stole my money and ghosted me. And I always make a point to let people know so they don't trust him. And what these guys do is they get on, I don't know where they get it from. They steal people's artwork from the internet somewhere. And then they re-upload it on, on their Facebook page. And they say like, I'm a digital creator. And they have this whole like Facebook profile dedicated to them being a digital creator for hire. Well, they never have their prices in their bio they never have a picture of who they are. They never have um, anything to show that they're doing anything. It's just like three pictures. Their, their profile picture, their banner, and the art that they stole. And that's the only thing on there. And then like sometimes if these guys are really dumb and not, not like watching themselves, they'll post like, this one guy was posting sermons from whatever African church he's a part of. And uh, 
you know, like professional entrepreneur motivational videos about being successful. Or they'll make all these posts about a totally different, unrelated, like a crypto thing that they were running before they decided to be digital artists or something. And then it's even worse is sometimes these guys will, if they do have a profile picture, they'll take one of those like animated, uh, not animated, one of those AI generated profiles that look like a LinkedIn profile of a woman, but it's not. And now, you know, it's, it's just, it's just so bizarre. You know, they'll just, they'll go through all these, all this effort to create a scam and they'll do everything except the work that they're advertising. And then they just hang out in the forums and they say, I'm an artist. I can't find work. Blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for work. I'm an artist. And then you send the money and they ghost you. That's all they do. And then the other half of the artists in these Facebook forums are people who, I guess, maybe they used to be professionals, and so they just want to complain about the heyday or brag about the heyday or, you know, that combination brag complaint where it's just like, yeah, I used used to get paid $125 per page, and now they don't want to pay anything. These people, blah, blah, blah. And so when you have a new artist coming along and they're like, here's my work, how much should I be charging? And then they'll be like, I charge $50 a page or I charge $35 a page and then, and then here come the old pros and they'll be like, you're charging way too little for what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I get it. If you want to start low in order to get those initial bids and get your, get your profile built or, you know, build your portfolio or whatever, I'm all about that. When I was starting photography, we charged very little. And you got to do that sometimes just to get just to get those jobs. And then you you build up your portfolio and say, this is what I've done. And then when people show, you know, go to your profile, they see like you are a person and you're sitting at your desk drawing and you're doing live streams of drawing like uh, like Timothy does. He he does live streams of him working on people's work and talking about stuff. And he posts about comic book stuff, not comic book drama, really, but like comic book related stuff things about being an artist and things about his family and you can tell he's a real person versus these other guys that just have like a profile picture that's AI generated and so what I decided to do was I posted hey if you have a Fiverr link post it and pretty quick I got about four or five links and they were trash and I'm so glad I didn't like get you know, wasted a bunch of time talking to these people. Most of what I saw was just absolute trash. Like these people have no consistency to their work. I don't know if they're stealing work or what, but it's just bad. And they're trying to like make a living doing not safe for work, work type stuff, but it's like not very good at all. And I say this as a person who used to be able to draw. I mean, I, I, the reason I'm not drawing my comic is because my skills aren't there anymore. But I could draw better than some of these people that are posting their work. And I'm just like, if I, if I can draw better than this and I know that my work is not good, that, that lets you know how trashed some of these artists were. And then some of them were like making AI generated stuff and trying to pass it off as comic book art. And it just it's just bad, man. It's just bad, lazy, no skill. They spent no time developing and it's an insult when you look at people who have spent time developing their skills. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to open up the AI can of worms because that's an industry in itself. That's a tool. It has its own audience. It has its own appeal. 
I'm not going to go off the rails about that. But I will say it is an insult to people who actually spend the time developing your skill to be like, I'm a comic book artist and here's my AI generated work. <laughs> That's not the same thing, bro. You would like, maybe you're, you're an AI uh, prompt engineer or something like you gotta, you gotta really rein that in. But <clears throat> I've watched a bunch of profile and then I was just like, you know, I'll set the parameters. I'll find these artists myself. And I spent two or three days sifting through profiles and I found some art styles that I would be happy with because they were very unique and um, I, th- I felt like it would fit the story that I'm going after. And I realized there's a lot of different elements to what I'm trying to do that, that I'm going to have to work at. Like one, one thing is like there was a girl who I have her profile saved. She's really good at drawing figures. And so for dramatic, you know, for drama type, like these guys are talking in a lab or they're standing and they're talking or they're walking and they're talking or stuff like that. It'd be good for story building. She'd be a good artist for that. I don't know how she can do fight scenes or action scenes. So, I mean, we have yet to find out. But then I found another artist who has a similar but much better style of drawing. And so, you know, the way my mind works is I would hire that other artist for the more detailed stuff and then, you know, work with two different people. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem being open about that. I would also like to be able to work with rotating artists to where I have like maybe one guy doing five or six pages or, or one or two ep- issues and that five or six pages probably isn't going to be enough, but have one person doing an issue or two or three and then switch to the next person to have them do two or three and maybe giving them work at the same time and then just kind of working toward getting those issues done. And so like, Issues one through three is done by artist A. Issues three by f- six is done by artist B. You know, that's this is kind of like the Marvel style. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to do it that way. And being an indie artist, I'm also flirting with the idea of I'm not going to be doing 22-page comic books. I might be doing, after this first comic book I produce, or m- maybe <clears throat> I'm not going to put any limitations on it. Indie is hard. So I might have to do a five or ten page story, however many pages it takes to do the the story or the scene. And so if the scene is seven pages, that's how many pages is coming out this month. That's, you know, that's what I can afford. Uh, I did a script that was about two pages and it's meant to be three pages. It's meant to be a three page comic. The script itself is about two pages after formatting it. Um, I used ChatGPT to learn how to format, and I took those, I took what I learned there, and I talked to another artist, and he, he kind of walked me through his version of formatting, and then I saw another guy on a forum posting, you know, script to comic book page workflow, and so I learned enough about, like, oh, this is how it should be done, and that's a lot of work. Scripting is a lot of work, and I get a little bit overwhelmed. But I got that I got that three page script done, and um, it's gonna cost about a hundred and seventy five dollars, and that's not even colored. So imagine like if I'm doing full color artwork with lettering and everything like that. That's an expensive thing. We're talking about goodness, hundred and twenty five, hundred and fifty 
maybe $200 a page total after every all the work that goes into it depending on how many people you hire you know because one artist might do all of the sketching and the thumbnails and the line art and the inking and the coloring but you're still looking at 75 80 125 dollars a page just for that part you still got to do lettering and that's a lot it's a lot of work so I'm looking at the stories that I want to write are are epic scale format. And I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. And I'm still um I'm still believing that I can get it done. I'm still going to keep plugging away at this because it is a big thing. But I I also realize it's smart to start small. So I wrote that separate three-page script. It's um it depict it's like a character trailer depicted later in his journey and um i'm going to i'm going to expand on this small script thing and do small things and maybe build on webtoons or something or i don't know exactly how we're going to distribute this stuff but before i start publishing an actual comic i'm going to start building that web presence and and see where we go from there and I'm, and I'm excited. I'm excited because I know what can be done now and I know how much it's going to cost. And so a lot of the limitation falls on me right now. But that, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. It means that I know I can get some things done and we'll just, you know, we'll just do what we can do. So that's where we are in the process. Um... I, w- I do want to keep you guys notified that my paying subscribers on this podcast are the ones who get first dibs at all of the artwork and pictures and things. Now, I got my character turnaround sheets from Timothy in the mail, and I have not been able to do a video showing those off, just you know, dealing with getting the car fixed, and then we had a sick dog, and I'm getting ready for this job and unemployment, and... There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm doing some work for somebody separately. I haven't had time to sit down and make videos. And I haven't wanted to. Um, I barely... uh, It's hard for me to do the podcast. Not just this podcast, but the 520 IXC podcast on Mondays. And then we had the radio show that we recorded yesterday. And it's just an hour, but it's like... I got so many things going on that I'm just brain drained and exhausted so I haven't I haven't been able to I haven't really felt like doing anything like a video showing off the artwork and then another thing is that um I posted digital versions on my Substack, but then one of my subscribers told me that he wasn't really getting alerts and so he didn't really I don't think he's seen the artwork and so I have to kind of figure out how I want to present that to you guys because I don't just throw things on social media because I know people will never see it. Substack is for my subscribers to actually see my work. And I have an art and visual paper kind of thing, but I think maybe I need to put everything in the same stream and tag it. Maybe that works. I just know that like because it because the audio podcast is set, it's it should be audio only so if I go trying to put videos and pictures and posts in that stream it's not going to show up and it's not going to format properly for certain things it might it'll it'll get 
it'll cause problems. So I have to keep the audio podcast just one thing, and then I have to put everything else in their own sections. And that's why I had music, video, artwork, and there are different links on my website. So we have that set up. Uh, if you go to zeroforhire.com, that points to everything on my Substack and its appropriate place. Just go to zeroforhire.com and click on comics, and then it'll take you to the comic book page, and you'll be able to see what I've posted so far. We're going to update those, but I will have the character turnarounds there for free for everybody, who not, not just the subscribers, but for everybody, because this is what I'm going to be using as the reference for other artists. And then for some of those character for one of those characters specifically I know I'm going to need a redesign um, or at least other versions of what that character other iterations so that I can compare them because I'm just I'm not totally satisfied with one of the characters and so I think we need to explore that a little more and then there's a second character where the design is cool and I'm happy with it but uh, the main character, Silas, he's covered up with a cloak. And I didn't think about the fact that, like, there's there's things under the cloak that artists who don't know what I'm talking about don't know. So, like, they don't know what he's wearing underneath. They don't know what kind of gear he has. And so, like, I need to do another design of him without the cloak. So, I mean, it's, it was a good starting point is what I'm saying. He did good work, and, and it really it helps for me to have a face to go along with my characters and so we're going to do that and, and we're going to have those character turnarounds be the reference and we're just going to go from there. And, I'm, and I do have a starting point, so I'm glad for that. I'm really grateful for the work that Timothy did with it. And I can't wait to see how this evolves over time. So I've posted the characters on my Substack page, zeroforhire.substack.com, I believe it's what it is. Or just go to zeroforhire.com and click on comics, and the link will take you right over to it. Um, and then I'm going to talk to Webmaster Josh about, you know, how things look on his end and whether or not this is the best um, workflow for what we're trying to do. But if you're not a subscriber, you're going to miss out on the first iterations. And not, I'm not just talking about people who subscribe to the podcast. Like, I'm talking about people who subscribe to my Substack monetarily uh i think the lowest payment right now is like five dollars a page and there's a guy or no it's eight dollars is it eight dollars seven or eight dollars i know there's a friend that pays it every month and then i have some friends that pay for a year uh and i've been arguing with myself back and forth about whether i wanted to start another year with this because i felt like a failure but i mean this is the beginning of a new thing so I got to stop feeling like a failure and I just need to get everything uploaded like I'm supposed to have been doing for a while. So I think when I get to the hotel, if I have a little downtime, I'm going to get the rest of the albums uploaded how they should be. If I have access to that, I hope I have access to it. We'll get the rest of those albums uploaded. You guys have access to the free music that's on there now. We need to make sure everything is working for my paying subscribers because I feel like I'm not, I have not fulfilled the promises that I've made to you as well as I could. So let's get you guys access to that free music. It's every, every album that I've created throughout my career as a musician will be hosted on that by the time we're done. And so right now I think we have three or four albums 
more projects up there. We're going to do some more tonight and this week. And, um, you know, just keep my feet to the fire because I made a promise and you guys should be able to get that stuff. And then as we come out with new artwork, it's going to be going there to Substack. Uh, the audio drama is there on Substack. And I will be making these things accessible to my paying subscribers because this is the funds that I use to, to fuel this project. And I just, I don't really have the space for, I hate to say freeloaders, but I'm going to say it, freeloaders. Like, I appreciate you guys listen to the podcast, and if you just want to listen to the podcast, that's cool. Um, but I'm not really going on and on and on about politics like I did the last few years. I'm looking to create new works, and I need the, those subscribers to kind of help fuel that and motivate that. And, it, it, I mean, it's it's great because... Now that I'm working again, that's how that relationship works. It's like, I might be working, I might be on the road four days out of the week, right? And you think like, if I'm on the road four days and I have small children and a wife that are going to need me to do all of their bidding the other three days, how much time do you think I'm going to spend sitting down drawing comics? This is why I'm not drawing it. I'm going to have to delegate and let that stuff work in the background and the only resource that works for that workflow is money so we're throwing money at it and so if I have you know if I have the money to throw at it I want to be able to throw it and that will make that process go even better and um, I also I also want to know if, as far as the publishing, should I just stick with the Substack or should I go to Webtoons, you know? I'm a big, I'm, I'm really enjoying this Substack, but if I need to open up a Webtoons in order to expand my audience, that might be smart to do. I mean, that's specifically what they're there for is webcomics, so... I'm open to a lot of different ideas as long as I'm not juggling too many things. I'm at a point in my life where I really have to start delegating and paying people to do things and they have to get paid. And then that's what, that's how we're going to keep this thing going. So that's all I got for you guys today. Um, just getting back on the grind, start, start working, learning my photography training. And, um, I got a couple of artists on, on deck. Oh, I wanted to share with you guys my process for this or narrowing, narrowing it down even further. So last year, I, I did a lot of like talking to people in forums about trying to learn about how comics are made. And again, you know, there's a lot of jackasses that just want to talk about how you should be paying them $150 a page for blah, blah, blah. And it's like you never really get to the process of anything. You never get any meaningful conversation. There's just like a, like a lot of bitter, flaky people out there. And, and there's even more people who are scammy or just are bad at what they do. And so it's hard to nail down quality people. Well, there are a lot of good quality artists on Fiverr. Unfortunately, not all of them answer their messages. So what you can do is you have something in mind. You find a bunch of people that fit your style, that are in your budget. And then you message like 15 to 20 of them. Tell them what you want to do. Ask them if this is... You know, can you work from this script? Is this the right format? This, this is what I'd like to do. I want to start with a small, you know, two, three pages or something like that. Send that message to a bunch of people. Um, 
not necessarily copy and paste, but just find the people and, and try to reach out to, to a large group of them. I did that and I had five people respond back. And then out of the five, there were three that I narrowed it down to. Now, one of the guys, I did have to tell him, like, I've already got somebody and we're not going to be doing it because I, f I found his work early on and it was okay, but it wasn't as good as the other artists that I'm really shooting for. The one is really expensive, the other one is mid-tier expensive, and the other one is most affordable. And so those are things I have to look at as well. <laughs> So we're going we're gonna to work to try to hire all of those artists on a small-scale project, and then we can compare the work. And that's, that's the part of the experiment that we're at right now. Um, I'll, I'll post some more in writing on the Substack page for you guys to read about it. And, um, yeah, maybe I should just be documenting this process. All right, so that's it. I got to go. This is getting kind of long, and uh, I know you got things to do, and so do I. So... You guys stay holy. I'll talk to you on the next one.